This is Ool Radio. I'm Jason Snell, and I'm here with Quinn Rose. Hello. Hello, Jason. I hope this podcast is not a swirling vortex of terror for you. I am also desperately hoping that. So uh, pe- people should know uh, one of the things that you talked about was the kind of swirling vortex of terror that, that you have to deal with that is that when you think about the future... Um, which was a nice way to kick off the imagery of we, we had a lot of weird imagery here, including swirling vortexes. Um, and you also talked about musical theater, which was which I thought was really cool. You had I, I think in in 2017 it is not a, pr- a presentation unless there is a reference to Hamilton. So I thank you for doing that. Oh, you're welcome. Even as I was writing it, I was like, this is already a cliche, but it worked so well that I had to include it anyway. So. I think it, I think it was okay. So when you talked about, I'm going to see Hamilton in a couple of days. By the way, so what? hi, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I I, uh, I will be leaving here at like six thirty in the morning tomorrow in order to get home in time for me to go the next day. So I'm sorry, uh, your life is so hard. So it's you know I'm paying. It's, all I'm saying is I'm paying for it. Um, the oh I sh- I could have made a Hamilton reference there anyway. Um, uh, perfectionism is what I got a lot out of your talk a lot. Uh, there was a lot in it. Do you consider yourself a perfectionist? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, for my entire life, I have held myself to a very high standard that I am often very bad at hitting. So I always feel like I want what I'm, whatever I'm doing, which at this point in my life is usually making things um, like podcasts or videos, and I want it to be as good as it absolutely can be. And so every time I finish something, I'm like, well, I would keep working on this forever, but I'm also kind of lazy. And so that is the one thing that actually gets me to put stuff out sometimes, because like, I just can't work on this anymore, so I guess it's done. So that's sort of great artistship, uh, real, real artistship, because they can't even just just make it go away. Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. Yeah, well, there's there's something to that. Um, I like what you said in your presentation is I I just I don't have uh, my standards aren't too high. I just want everything to be flawless, revolutionary, and universally loved. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that's too much to ask. Well, I, it's funny though because although that definitely strikes as perfectionism, and it definitely is something that resonated with me, I also feel like that is right. I mean, that is. Whether we say it or not, that is kind of our goal, right? We want people to appreciate things and for them to change the world and for them to be perfect. And how do you come to accept? Is it just sort of uh, saying, I surrender, I can't do this anymore? How, how do you come to the point where you're like, okay, it's not going to be that, but I'm ready for it to be out in the world anyway? Well, for me, one of the really big things about this, which I also talked a little bit about last night, is that I know that where I'm at now with my work and the career that I want to be on is a starting line. And so even though that I, if I'm not totally happy with what I'm making, and that's not to say that I'm not proud of what I'm not, what I'm making and I'm not working really hard on it, but you know, very impossible standards. Um, but that by putting it out there and by continuing to work on new things, I know we'll get better. And that's, like a couple years down the line, five, 10, 20 years down the line, like I will still be making things and I need to be putting stuff out there today and being like, this is what I have right now. And that's going to help me be better tomorrow. So it's thinking about the progression and, and uh, can you look in, in what you've produced in the past and, and take pride in the progression? Can you look back to earlier work and be like, wow, that is not good. I am so much better now than I was. Yeah, so I have a YouTube channel, and it's still very small, but I love it, and I 
try to put out videos as much as I can. And even looking back, maybe like three videos previously, I'm already like, oh God, what what was I doing a month ago? And looking back, especially on the first couple of videos that I made on the channel, I knew when I made them that I was very quickly going to look at them and be like, wow, you're so uncomfortable on camera. You aren't really sure how you're supposed to be editing this yet. And the thing is, I was aware of that because I've watched other people grow on their YouTube channels and see that progression. So I was like, okay, I'm not very good now. This is just going to happen. And then I am pretty proud of the fact that I can look at it and see all of the weird flaws and see how like the panic in my eyes as I'm trying to talk into my iPhone. And when I record stuff now, like I feel more comfortable. I know what I'm doing more. And I can just be so conscious of that progression. The um, Do you consider yourself your own worst critic? Do you look at things as part of the process, looking at things and seeing all the flaws that you, when you, when you turn something out into the world? I, I'm, not that I would know anything about that. Not that I, that would be at all exactly what happens to me whenever I make anything. It's like sometimes people will criticize things that I do and, I, and my response will be, oh, that is not even close to the worst thing in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's, that's why I think getting criticism as someone who makes things is so hard. It's not because this random person doesn't like what you did. It's because, oh my God, I've been seen. They know, they can see the flaws that I can see as well and they're calling me out for them. Yeah, I think that's really true. Um, I I liked uh, something you said about talking about progression and where you start and where you're going um, into the swirling vortex of the future. Um, You said, it's all still wizardry to me at one point. And I really liked that, the idea of demystification that you look at things and you think that that things that are created things that you aspire to are magical and then you have to get on that road to to find out that it's actually not nobody is magical everybody just works really hard and and makes things and and do you still do you still look at at all the stuff you do and and look at other people's work and say that's i don't even know how they do that or are you further down the path of sort of like i'm starting to get get a sense of what i need to do to get there I I think it's definitely shifted a lot. Like to take podcasting as an example, when I first started listening to podcasts, like could have been magic. I don't know. Um, And then, you know, time goes on and I listen to people talk about how they make their podcasts and I look into how you set up a microphone and what microphone you should buy. And then I have something that I can record on and then I start recording episodes and I'm like, okay, now I learn how to edit audio. And so you I've built this tool set of how to make this thing. And then there are people and organizations who are making really cool podcasts on a different level. And like the incomparable is a giant panel show. And, um, yeah, it was a really bad idea by the way, cause it's like, hi, here's the thing that's really hard. I'll do that first. It was probably not the best way to start, but you know, I mean, it worked out, I guess in the end. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then you have shows that are, um, really high level production, um, or even like scripted shows. And I see all those things and I'm like, okay, there's a part of that that still has that sense of wizardry, let's say, but I have the starting tools for it already and I can see where they got there. Maybe I'm not there yet, but I can see the path. Yeah, that's, I think that's a huge point is when you realize this, when I started uh, working at a computer magazine back in the days when they had those, um, they, uh, 
I, I had that moment where I thought, oh, you know, instead of my conception of the media business being a TV show about it, where it was sort of like, you know, shot and lit well, and it's magical, the magic of journalism and things like that. I was like, oh, I see how it works now. Not that I could do all of it, but I could see how it worked. And that was kind of a huge thing, just to know there is a path instead of that there must be a path somewhere, but you don't, you're not on it yet is a big step. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, one more thing I wanted to ask you about. At the end, I felt like... I felt like I took a little a bit of an emotional journey during your presentation because, um, plus musical theater, which is great. At, at the end, you talk about, um, I, I felt like ways to accept the fact that you're never going to be flawless and revolutionary and universally loved and to kind of accept that, uh, still strive to do the, your, your best work. But what you said is, you know, ultimately what I can be is there for the people I love. So that, I, I just, I really liked that, the idea that, um, you at 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 this point in your life, you you seem to be trying to get your priorities clear. A lot of people, it takes a long time for them to get there. To say um, they're the things I can do, they're the things I can't, and here's what my priority is. And I I I don't. That's not a really a question, other than to say that I really appreciate that. What you know, obviously you had a lot of experiences that you talked about in your talk that that gave you that that point of reflection. Do you think about that on a regular basis now of like, how do I keep all of this in balance? There, I think there is, there's always a part of that that's in the back of my head. And there was a phrase that I used in the talk, I didn't really center on it, but um, the idea of good enough is because there was a period in my life where one of the things that I felt the most was that I just wasn't good enough at anything. And one of the biggest parts of that was I felt like I wasn't good enough for the people that I loved and the people that were in my life. And so, um, and like the past few years has been this journey of realizing like one person cannot save someone single-handedly. And the, and I have to realize that like I can be part of people's lives and I can put them first when they need to come first. And I can, put the time into the people that I love and like that's all I can do and that is enough and you're part of a larger whole yeah you don't have to necessarily do everything alone absolutely well thank you so much for talking and for coming to Ul where can people find your stuff on the internet well uh, you can find me on twitter at aspiringrobotfm and my youtube channel is aspiringrobot all one word great thank you so much Thank you. Quinn Rose, thank you. This has been Wool Radio. Mm-hmm.